Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts... Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, home of the Big 12 champs, Texas Tech Red Raiders. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael Labar. Mike, dude, we just won the Big 12. Yeah, this is pretty unbelievable, isn't it? Imagine telling you yourself this back in 2005 when the team was, you know, had six straight finishes of last or second to last. We were off the three and 15. Uh, five season. Imagine telling them, "Hey, you're going to win the Big Twelve in four years, and you're going to break uh, the Kansas streak." Dude, it's, it, I would not have believed you. It, this is nuts. Um, you know, going through the season, it was like it, it was a possibility. Kansas State um, reeled off a bunch of those wins in a row and forced basically Texas Tech to win out, and they did it, man. They won nine straight conference games to close out the season. They won the back half of their conference schedule to finish. That's insane. Fourteen and four can do no worse than tied for first tonight, regardless of what Kansas State does. So screw them, Big Twelve champs. Let's go. Absolutely, I'm right there with you, man. So they were up in Ames today. Obviously, just wrapped up that game. Texas Tech wins eighty to seventy three. Um another game where it kind of felt like you were playing five on eight and no, I won't ever let that go. That's my shtick. Oh, don't now. worry. You know, you, you know, for me, I, I rarely blame, uh, blame the refs and my friends hate me for it. But yeah, I, I think it's a little bit, <laughs> a tad one sided there today. Yeah. Well, if, if you want to look at just free throws, uh, shot Texas tech shot 13, you made 13. Um, Iowa state shot 26, just imagine how many points Culver could have if they actually called some fouls and the times he got hacked down low. Dude, I it, it would have it wouldn't have been this close. You end up winning by seven. Um, you've got Moretti who who drains four free throws there at the end just to kind of ice it. Um, he finishes a, Moretti finishes the game with twenty points and he's not even your highest scorer. Jarrett Culver. On his last regular season game, assuming that he's going to declare, finishes the day on the road with 31 points, um, 12 of 19 from the from the field, four from eight from three, three of three from the line. It was just one of those days where this has always been the case in basketball, which is why I think a lot a lot of people like it. That usually your big time players show up in your big time moments, and in this game, as you mentioned, Culver shooting over 60 percent. He's not usually a three-point shooter, but he was pulling up for some transition threes and just throwing them. And at the very end, when Tech needed a few bu- a buckets to kind of get Iowa State off their back, it went to Culver, and he dropped five straight there at the end to kind of make the lead too big for Iowa State there. Yeah, uh, there the was 
between the 330 mark to just over two minutes, Texas Tech ripped off seven straight points. Um, it was tied with 330 to go, seven straight. You, you, you put up, um, you get up by seven, and you end up winning the game by seven. Um, because from there on out, the last two minutes, it was, it was back and forth, but Iowa State wasn't able to ever make up any ground. That little run there in 90 seconds really sealed the game. Um, yeah, and I love that run because every player showed up there. You had yeah. that Brandon Francis deep three with the shot clock winding down, Odiase forcing a travel. You had Culver came back with a fadeaway. Then on the next possession, Mooney smartly threw up a shot of one second left to make sure it wasn't a shot clock violation. But then Owens got the offensive rebound and drew a foul. So that's every player making a contribution towards that stretch. Yep. Um, yeah, man. So you you only have the, the three players and uh, scoring in double digits today. Uh, Culver with 31, Moretti with 20. Mooney finished with 13. Um, we've talked about this all season. The team really does well when you get um, fairly distributed scoring between three or four players. This was obviously very top-heavy. Um, Owens was close to hitting double figures with eight points. He Didn't he have like 12 rebounds or something yeah. like that? It's a season-high 14 rebounds, so he very nearly had a double-double. Um, nobody else on, on your team finished with double-double, but so close. Um, and then, you know, if you if you look at the at the other side at Iowa State, their leading scorer, Mariel Shayak, who was questionable whether or not he was going to play today, only had 17. I say only. Um, <laughs> he had 17. Linda Wigginton had 17. Uh, I'd be very happy if, if, if Wigginton goes pro this year. I'm very tired of seeing that guy light tech up. I agree. Um, <laughs> Jacobson had 15. Uh, Horton Tucker had 13. So they had the distributed scoring that you're, you are looking for. Um, but when somebody named Jarrett Culver decides he's going to take over the game, it doesn't matter who else is scoring as long as Culver's getting the ball. And that, that was the, that was the plan late. Uh, let Culver get the ball. Um, and let them uh, create some some space and see how they were going to defend. Uh, they knew it was coming. Um, more often than not, obviously, weren't able to really stop him. So, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, Keenan Evans did that a lot last year, and I think we're more notable of it because there are some closer games. But down the stretch, we've most of them having blowouts. We haven't really had a Culver moment like that with the exception of, I think the last time we maybe saw something like that was the first Oklahoma game back in early January. Right. So um, I I was not screaming like I was at the basketball game on Monday. I I was starting to actually to recover. My voice was coming back today. It may be going away, away again. Um, just this game was, was, was crazy. It was really close start to finish. Iowa State started off really hot, went on an 8-0 run, uh, Tech responded. Uh, I think the biggest lead um, it never got more than ten. I think it got up to a nine points for Tech at one point, and it was eight or nine points for for Iowa State as well. So it was a really close back and forth game. Um, really strangely officiated game too, especially in the second half where it was really one sided, where Texas Tech w- was whistled for so many fouls. Um, but for the day, you as a team shot 43%, um, 42% from three. 
Uh, Iowa State basically did the same thing. They shot 44% from the field, 42% from three. Uh, the big difference, obviously, would be the free throws where, like I said earlier, they shot seven. Or they shot 26 free throws. They only hit 17. Um, and you shot 13 and hit all 13 of them. So this game sets you up really well to get into the, the Big 12 tournament starting on Wednesday. Um, Which, of course, Tech won't play in because they'll be have a bye. So we'll, we'll actually get right, ours right. started on Thursday. You're right. Um, you will either be a one seed or two seed. That, that's really the only difference uh, with how Kansas State plays tonight, whether or not you, you, um, you move up, up into the one seed or you're the two seed. Basically, I think it comes down to your record against teams in the standings. And I think technically Kansas State would get the one seed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Because I think they uh, they beat Baylor twice, yeah. twice, and we only beat them once. And that's and that's the difference there. Yeah. But really, um, I mean, I, I don't want to just like throw it away, but like the Big 12 tournament, not really a thing you need to be worried about. Um, and not in the sense that like you're going to roll through it, but like it's not going to help or hurt you in the seeding process. It, I mean, you may be able to move up to a, a two seed, but here's the thing. If Tech wins the Big 12 tournament, do you think they have a slight possibility at a one seed? I don't think so, but I think maybe if you see some of these two seeds or one seeds start to lose early, perhaps a a tournament title could propel tech up that high. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't really been feeling, um, keeping my, my feelers out on everybody else around. I've been really tied up in the, the big 12 race. Um, so you've got a, a couple more games going on this afternoon, this evening, um, that will finalize the seating. But like I said, regardless of what Kansas state does, you are no worse than tied for first. You will hang a banner you will get rings. You will claim a Big 12 championship, and that's what we're going to do to here today. So um, let's check the Twitter really quickly before we jump off. We want to do this really short. Um, while I'm doing this, Mike, did you have something you wanted to say? No, <laughs> nothing at all. Just still kind of an amazement there. So, okay, you, you were mentioning earlier just like the turnaround. I mean, you had a 1-17 in 17 year not that long ago. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was a student at that time. Um, so just to, to, to turn it around, you, you finished the year 14 and four. Um, like I said, nine straight to finish it. And here's the thing. Like, I know I keep on repeating myself here. I probably mentioned this the last time I was on the podcast, but what good coaches do is 
you play for the end of the year. You don't play for the non-conference schedule. You don't play for it for majority of Big 12 play. You play for it for February and March. And Chris Beard kept on saying this last year, like the season starts in February. And usually that good break is that SEC Big 12 challenge. Tech lost three in a row. They needed to get mentally just kind of off the wear and tear of the Big 12 schedule. They did that and ended up winning, um, I believe, 10 of their next 11 or something like that, including nine in a row. And that's kind of where you saw a flip. That, that, uh, that's where you saw all these 25-point wins and that blowout of Kansas. And everything just started finally clicking. This is, this is Texas Tech at their maximum potential. Guys are making threes. Defenses are, are trapping guys in the baseline in the corners. Bunch of turnovers. Not turning over the ball yourself. This is max Texas Tech right here. And you saw that. And that's exactly why they were able to go on that nine-game winning streak and close out with the Big 12 title. Yeah, I, I was looking back at the schedule really quickly. Your last loss came February 2nd at Kansas. Yep. It's been a while. Um, you won the two games before that Arkansas and TCU, like you said, that SEC Big 12 challenge. Um, so what's that? Uh, 11 of your last 12 games you won just before that the SEC game was with a three-game slide where Iowa State beats you, Baylor, then Kansas State. And then you roll off 11 of 12. You finish the season 26 and 5, 14 and 4 in the Big 12 Conference and our conference champs. For the first time, what was it, since 1996? Like the last year? Yeah, 1996. Year? I believe it was the last year of the Southwest Conference with uh, Tony Batie and I think Darvin Ham was on that team. That was a long time ago, man. Yeah, I'm actually wearing my Darvin Ham socks right now. I went to a Red Raider outfitter before the season started. I think I shared this on, on the Slack chat with y'all that uh, I bought these awesome socks. It might have been a little bit pricey, I'll, I'll admit, but it's basically on one sock, it's Darvin Ham dunking and the other sock is just the glass like shattering. Nice. <laughs> and the only the only game they've lost with me wearing them is 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 the Duke game. So I think I'm gonna try to keep on wearing them the rest of the the rest of the month. Yes, sir. So one thing um was from Jay Wade Howard. He said, Does Beard approach the Big Twelve tournament with the same mindset as Tadlock? Um being that I, I don't like it's gonna take like a lot of wins for you to to really change your seating. Yeah, I don't know if I mean I I don't know I don't know if it's like a if you want to keep them on a streak and keep them rolling or if you're like well you here's know, we don't well, here's the thing with padlock is usually uh let's kind of test guys out and slow down maybe if you're a little bit injured maybe you won't do as much but I think Beard he he talks about this he talked about this last year and this year how they try to win every tournament they won the tournament with uh. I think I think the Naismith tournament. Oh, it was the Hall of Fame tournament against Nebraska and USC. They won the Big Twelve regular season tournament. Now they have the Big Twelve tournament tournament, and then the NCAA tournament. So he's been preaching about winning all four tournaments. So these guys are not going to put their uh, not they're not going to put their foot off the gas pedal, especially since we don't have any no- notable injuries or any guys kind of stumbling around. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, huge knock on wood there. We've been able to get through the season fairly healthy, whereas last and year— And I do not want to hear any other fans complain about their damn injuries after what Tech went through last year. Right, when uh, you were dealing with Zach Smith, Justin Gray, Keenan Evans, all big pieces of that team missing time. Um, this year, you, you, you moved through fairly healthy— um, 
and like I said, I I don't know what Beard's take is if you want to, if you want to try to keep the momentum rolling, or if this is a time to kind of regather, um, rest a little bit, and then go full steam at the tournament. So for for the twenty three personnel podcast, let's go celebrate a Big Twelve championship. Do it right, guys, and we will catch you next week.